whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant. Hallelujah. Seriously, man. Can I get The hiatus it? is over. Can I get it? Amen. Hopefully there are people <laughs> being like, you're sitting in, in, their, in their car listening to us and be like, finally, Brant and Scott have come back. <laughs> to podcasting. Not, not only has it been uh, a crazy 2020 with the, the COVID, but it's just been a crazy 2020. I, I saw something the, uh, the other day. It was a hilarious meme that was like, guy was talking to Angel Gabriel, and he's like, did you get all the, the 2020s events lined up? And he said, 2020s? I thought you said 2020. <laughs> he crammed a decade's worth of shit into into one <laughs> yeah. year. Is what it feels. You uh-huh. know what? I I really hope I really hope that that is the case because I can't take any more of this. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Just let's get it over now and and have a eventless next nine years. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Just you know what? Plain vanilla. Uh, <laughs> someone someone quoted the Chinese proverb, the ancient Chinese proverb. It was like, may you live in interesting times. I'm like, no, fuck that. I want plain and vanilla. <laughs> fuck interesting. Uh, but tonight we're going to we're gonna taste some interesting bourbon uh, to get right into this thing. We're back. Season two is still ongoing. Yes, I know. It's been a long season two, but you know what? 2020 doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything, everything's on hold. But uh, we're back. Um... I'm back in the house finally. Uh, construction is kind of never ending, but we all know that. But we're here. We're in the speakeasy. Um, and as we as we kind of get back into things, we're doing some awesome, uh, an awesome three three part tasting here tonight. As I try to peel this cap off, my God, the person that sent this to us, this this guy, very famous in the podcasting world. Well, at least in like three podcasts, uh, he is <laughs> gladly gracious graciously gifted us uh, a set of Tennessee Tasters, a three-part series that we're going to be drinking tonight. Uh, what do we got first? We got the Angel Share Barrel, so the High Angel Share Barrel. Uh, we have the Barrel Reunion Number 1 and the Hickory Smoked, smoked Stays. And he has sealed these properly. He <laughs> send us whiskey. Do it like this guy. So these are, these are pretty cool, um, especially coming from so Tennessee Tasters. Uh, this is from, from Jack Daniels. Um, currently only available in Tennessee, either yeah. at the, the distillery or, or in the area. So kind of a hard-to-find thing if you're passing through. Um, check it out. Yeah, and I think you actually have to get – I think they're only available in the distillery because they're only in small – 
three. Was that like I think he found mil? Yeah, and I, I think so. I bought I bought a set at the distillery when I was there, but they are. Um, I think um, he got them from somewhere in the area. He's a resident of Tennessee, obviously, so he's got a, he got them from uh, from Tennessee area. So I, I think you can get them in the state of Tennessee. Okay. On, only, I mean, obviously they'll be readily available at the uh, at the distillery until they sell out whatever the allotment was for, right. for each kind of series. And they come out, I mean, they do, I don't think it's like a yearly, I think they actually do come out a little bit more frequently um, than that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of whatever, um, so these are all selected and distilled and tasted and, and kind of set up by um, Chris Fletcher, who's the assistant master distiller and master taster over at, uh, over at Jack Daniels. And, and he kind of, picks these things from time to time, does fun things with them. So, like, he'll take... And, and, again, it's just regular Jack Daniels that he finishes in some fun way, some new way, kind of like what Chris Morris does over with Woodford, where he takes their special barrel selection right. and he does, a, like, um, you know, chocolate stout barrel or a coffee malt stout, uh, stout barrel or something like that and gives it a, a, a flavor nuance that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep, and then also they do. They have a little warehouse. I mean, a little dis- distillery only, like the the double double oak and yeah, bottle, yeah. bottled and bond and things like that that you can't get. So it's just stuff that they're not going to produce mass market, but kind of just testing the waters and I guess uh, keeping the juices flowing, right? So it's not just yeah. produce, producing the same old. Because I mean, look, up until um, I mean, probably up until a decade ago, Jack Daniels was just a couple of, of skews. You know, Jack, the Gentleman Jack, single barrel. Um, but then that is expanded. Jack Daniels now has, you know, the, getting into the flavored stuff, which, you know, take to leave it. I and mean, that's kind of more of a shop brand, more, you know. Um, yeah. The, the honey, the, the Jack Fire, Jack Apple. But the single barrel line has expanded. And they're coming out with single barrel releases like the Heritage and Barrel Proof and Rye. Sinatra. I mean, Jack Daniels is like is actually making damn good product outside of just Jack Black, which of course that's the money maker and the driver for them to do all this other fun and experimental stuff like the Tennessee Tasters. Yeah. Series. So, so Scott, yeah, it looks like is... there's looks like there's been like five releases from what I'm seeing on the websites. We have three of the five. Yeah, we have three of the five. There are there's a reunion barrel number two. And what else did they do? So there's there's, one other there's barrel proof rye. There's reunion one, which we have reunion barrel two, we don't have, and then hickory smoked we have, and angel share we have. So we're missing barrel proof rye and uh, barrel reunion number two. Barrel proof rye is pretty interesting because if you had the single barrel rye and if you've had the barrel proof whiskey. Those two are all two awesome selections that are in that single oh, barrel amazing. line. So having a barrel proof rye, um, now it doesn't say single barrel rye, but just a barrel proof rye would be pretty, pretty interesting. So anyway, yeah. where, let's dig yeah. in. Where are we starting? All right, so we're gonna start with the high angel share. Now, uh, this was pretty cool. Obviously, you know, you know, look, good time to educate the members on angel share. Angel share is basically the amount of evaporation that occurs uh, when the barrels are resting in the barrel houses. So Obviously, the whiskey goes into barrels, it goes into a rick house, and that barrel kind of sits there for X amount of years, four to seven years. I think, what is Jack? Four to seven? It's usually about four to seven. Yeah, you're probably about right, yeah. So, 
as this, the they call it the angel share because the angels take their share of the whiskey and it evaporates down. And that actually, um, depending on the humidity and the heat, raises or lowers the proof of when that what went into the barrel. So I think, the, let me try and get this right. The higher the temperature, the more uh, water gets evaporated and therefore higher proof, right? And the I more believe humidity. It's just the the more, the more of I think the more evaporation, the higher the proof, because the I, I believe that yes, the water evaporates will evaporate at um, boil, right? I think it's just at, at whatever. What do you want to call it? Not not barometric, whatever. Just natural air temperature. It it, it evaporates away quicker than sitting alcohol. Than alcohol. So as it as it evaporates, the alcohol content goes goes up, uh, and also. It creates, um, I guess, it creates more, more um, contact with the barrel, right? Because you have less, just like having. Am I talking out of my ass? Less, less whiskey in the in the barrel. It has more concentration. Yeah, you have more contact that barrel. Area. Yeah, because you think about it, the middle of the whiskey, which they call the hearts, doesn't actually touch the outside barrel unless it moves around. So. The more the evaporation, the less con- or the your, less your final yield. Yeah, your yeah. final yield will have more will have more barrel contact. Yeah. So adds a totally different flavor, and I think that's why they found some barrels that had um, and more than what was um, acceptable amount of angel share, and they knew yeah. that would change the flavor profile. So that's why these went into a special uh, a special release versus being mixed into the normal run our batch of Jack Daniels. Now, they probably could because, I mean, when you're doing a Jack Black vat, it's probably thousands of barrels. These would have probably been buried and wouldn't have really made a big difference. But when you find something that's obscure, they do kind of cool cool things right. like this. So they, this doesn't indicate that it's anything different than just regular Jack Daniels Black except yeah, regular, for higher proof. Regular, and, and yeah, regular old number seven with a higher... I guess an, an unusually low volume is what they called it. Correct. Uh, at the end of it. And this one is bottled at 53.5%, so 107 proof. Write that down. So I think that's the kind of the, the, the big thing, right? So it's not just 107, because you could take regular Jack, bottle it at 107, oh, yeah. and it would not be this product. It's all about that the, the yield out of happen? that barrel. Yeah. Yeah. What happens in the evaporation process? How does the how does that angel share change the flavor profile? And so, I wish we had Jack's number seven to uh, compare. Although that's at forty five percent, right? Uh, that is yeah, that's ninety. Yeah, that's like ninety, 90 proof. proof. No right. shit, it's, I think it's less than I think it's less than that now. I think not, the higher proof was the was the older version. I want to say old number seven is forty. It's eighty proof. 90 proof was original Jack, then it went down to like uh, 84, 86, and now it's 80 proof. Jack Black today on the shelf is, is 40% 80 proof. Oh, wow. So, okay, a note, uh, there's some notes on this bottle. Um, the average weight of the barrels when they're selected is about 295 pounds, which is an average amount of angel share that, that basically says half the, half the whiskey in the barrel leaves the you know leaves the barrel through evaporation um 
or, I'm sorry, a normal barrel is about 350 pounds. These ones, when they were selected, were down to 295, which basically says there's more angel share, uh, and almost half a barrel is gone. So let's bottle this and let's see what the, uh, the concentration of flavor and change in the barrel spirit interaction uh, do to this thing. So let's let's take uh, six some, yeah. some wigs of this. So man, but first off, the color is dark. I mean, this is yeah, this is pretty dark, dark amber. Yeah, almost burgundy, almost kind of, yeah. almost like a reddish tint to it. All right. And nose. And Scott, though, I will say that I do wish I almost had a Jack Black, which I have some, but because uh, I don't really, I don't, I'm not a Jack Black drinker, so I couldn't tell you how close this smells to Jack. Yeah. Jack Black, you know, I don't know. Um, but this, you know, it's the great thing about yeah, I mean, it's, it, it just reminds you of a, a pretty solid bourbon. I mean, because at the end of the day, it, it is it is a bourbon, just obviously not called that because it doesn't yeah, meet certain, certain criteria, right? Now it goes through the same uh, the same Lincoln County process, same maple uh, char maple process that all Jack Daniel does. It's like um, caramel apples. Really hits off the nose for me. I was about to say that's, that, that red is, apples. That's exactly it is caramel apple. Yeah, caramel red apples, man, and some honey. Yeah. This is a rush shunner drink. Hmm. It's fifty three point five, but I don't get too much, too much ethanol on this one. I don't think so either. I mean, you got to like dig into it to get ethanol. It's got some really good oaky notes to it as well. It's definitely got some, I mean, it's got vanilla, kind of classic vanilla too. I just think that can like I said, kind of candy caramel and apple. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, nothing extraordinary about this. It smells like a really good bourbon. I've got, you know, I've got some, some oak, but not heavy oak, not heavy char. And definitely not too much ethanol, which is nice. Yeah, I almost kind of say it does kind of have a, it, it doesn't have an ethanol, but it has a, a little kind of um, almost, almost like a, almost, I say contact cleaner, but like it has kind of some, it has to me, it has some type of pungent, little pungent kind of, I say cleaner ethanol, but it's just like a fret, like a freshness. If you, if you, uh, you know, walk into a building that's just been cleaned, but it's not oh, like yeah, citrus. Yeah. It's not like it just has that very like fresh, like bright, yeah, just, like a bright note. Yeah. It does have, it does it. have a little brightness to it. All right, let's get into oh, this one. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's there on the tongue. It's definitely 107. There's oh, yeah. No, no mistake, but it's pleasant it's not a it's definitely not a barrel a big barrel proof but dissipates quick 
thick mouth there's, thick mouth feel. There is definitely oak hmm. on the palate. I mean, you can taste the wood. But in a good way. You can I mean you can really taste what that tree did to this barrel. Um, and there is that initial and very expected burn for a fifty three point five percent. But you're right, it dissipates pretty quick. Not that not that the whiskey itself dissipates quick, but the burn dissipates quickly and kind of stays sweet and oaky throughout the entire thing. Um, I agree. I mean, I think it's, it's uh, you know, I don't think you, you get any sense of, of uh, it's uh, that maybe super sweetness or, or anything you get from, I guess, what, what most people think of Jack Black, you drink with, mix it with Coke, and it's nice and sweet and all that great shit. I mean, I feel like it's definitely has more robust oak and vanilla, and I think I mean I definitely think on taste the oak comes out way more than it does via the via the nose. Very interesting. Um, it hit me. It, it my first first sip, it kind of hits pretty hard but it doesn't last if that makes sense like it's like it's boom there's 107 whiskey on the tongue but it kind of quickly quickly fades away yeah I mean this is a really well balanced whiskey it's got a nice burn up front dissipates kind of slowly fades away to the good sweetness that vanilla and caramel and almost like I don't want to talk all about the finish yet but the more you kind of like breathe through the whiskey and kind of you know sip it down I really get that red caramel apple that red candied apple almost at the end like a like I don't even like red delicious apples but this tastes like a red delicious apple covered in caramel hmm. which is weird because I think everyone likes the granny smith covered in caramel I um so I get that, but then I think to finish, I mean, kind of moving to the finish, it definitely has that char, cherry, mint. Yeah. I mean, it's got some kind of some spice. I think I I do think barrel is the 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 barrel is the key on this. All the way, I think this is. I don't know how long this was in the in the barrel. Yeah, it doesn't say. No, it doesn't say. Doesn't give an age statement on it. Bottled from whiskey barreled in 2013, but when did, was it released? Oh, okay, five years. Um, fall of 2018. Okay, well, there you go. So it's five years old. So It tastes a lot older than five. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, the oak definitely did. So I wonder if this was, you know, one of those barrels that just was, you know, snuck up in a high corner somewhere. Um or a couple, you know, group of barrels that was stuck somewhere that either got super hot or, or just had a lot of, you know, a lot of temperature change, and that's why it had yeah. this, you know, this unusual angel share. But could be that, on like a high south uh, southwest facing uh, section it. of the building. And, and I mean, without any other in, indication, they treated it exactly like regular Jack Daniels, except for mm-hmm. obviously pro- proofing and then that result. So. It's got. I'm sure it's got the same limestone water it's cut with, and it's charcoal mellowed and all that before it barreled. So, pretty interesting how just the life in the barrel 
changes that changes the flavors that drastically to something that that Jack Daniels Black to me that I can remember is just sweet and full of corn, corn yeah. forward sweet. Um, and this is not this is not that. This has yeah, no, way ja- more Jack. Depth. Jack number seven is sweet corn, uh, brown sugar, and almost like watered down, very, very much, very much uh, unpleasant to drink neat. Uh, I don't enjoy it. I've had it once or twice neat. I'm I'm not a fan. I would yeah. much prefer. If, if, if someone's going to offer me Jack Daniels, it, you know, mix it in Coke, it's the only way to mask that flavor. And even then, I really don't like it. Um, but this one is very, very good. I don't want to rate this one yet because I kind of want to taste the other ones to see what, what happens with these. Because this, that may change my rating. We did that with the Crown Royal series. and I, mm-hmm. I'd, like to, I'd like to rate them all at the end. But I have an idea of what this would be. Apart from excellent, I know what that is. <laughs> All right, so let's move yeah. to the barrel reunion number one. All right, hold on. Set this by the so I can remember yep. where. Which for what? Set that barrel, right by the vial. Barrel reunion one. Okay, so this is this is a little bit different. This one actually starts as regular Jack again, Jack number seven. Um, and then it's, it's straight Tennessee whiskey that gets finished in red wine barrels. This is up my, up my alley. Oh, this is your favorite. So, uh, once emptied, uh, once the barrel, um, actually, so what they do is they take whiskey, put it in the barrel, and then they empty that barrel, okay? That barrel then gets sent to California, and... It's aged. Um, oh wait, no, no. It's sent to ten. It stays in Tennessee. It goes to a winery in Tennessee, where uh, red wine gets aged in these Jack Daniel barrels. And then once it's once the wine is aged for I think eighteen months, it says yeah, eighteen months. That wa- that barrel then comes back to Jack Daniels, and they put a uh, a, a small batch of their Tennessee whiskey, which delivers a ninety proof whiskey out of it. So, essentially, uh, use Jack Daniels barrel, goes off to a winery in Tennessee, they put red wine in it, they send it back to Jack Daniels, they put uh, regular old Jack Daniels number seven into, into the barrel, and then they finish it there for an undisclosed period of time. Probably six months. That's usually, that's usually the, uh, kind of the sweet spot of finishing whiskey. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so... Jack Daniels and red wine barrels. I have never had Tennessee wine. I tell you, I am intrigued. Tennessee wine. <laughs> I didn't know there was a thing. Muscat- Muscadine. Muscadine wine. Uh, I've never had Tennessee wine, so I don't know what to expect from that. Like we've had red mm. wine finished barrel whiskeys. You know the Groth. Um, what's the one? Red. Sawblade? Uh, no, not Sawblade. Oh, no, yeah. The, uh, straight Edge? or Straight Edge. Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse, and, uh, yeah. There's two, Slaughterhouse and Straight Edge, I think, yeah. Yeah. And we've had uh, Green Spot, Chateau de Montagu, whatever that was. Um, so this is, uh, this is not something new for us, but uh, we've never had Tennessee wine, so... 
Uh, Brent, you drink wine, don't you? I do drink wine. I do drink wine, and I and like this is one of my red wine finished whiskey is absolutely my favorite uh, finish. You know, yeah, finished color whiskey. On this one, it's it's definitely got a little redness to it. Very dark. Um, Compared, I mean, it's, it's, it's about the same. same. Yeah, it's about the same. It's not far off. Mm-mm. Actually, I think it might be a little bit darker. Oh my lord! Okay. Get your get your nose under that thing. Ooh, good notes of oak. That's interesting. That has got some fruitiness to it. I bet that is like. I feel I, like know, that is like you know this is this is like a. Like a, a jelly-filled pastry. Yeah. There's got some breadiness in there. It, I mean, this is different. This is like... Yeah. Black, oh, blackberry jam. Yeah. Yeah. Blackberry jam. Biscuits. No gravy. <laughs> and a nice, fine oak. Like, this one... This one smells like... Uh, honestly, well, like some of the French oak ones that... Um, Glenlivet did in their 15 year I think it's Glenlivet yeah Glenlivet's 15 year is aged in French uh, French oak cast that held I think either red wine or cognac um ooh, man, that is beautiful there's a little bit of caramel in there but you know what what's weird is you don't get the classic bourbon notes right off the front to me it's just it is Pastry and it's I can't like it's it's just kind of like jelly filled donut and then it's like a blueberry muffin and then it's like uh, you know a, uh, oatmeal cookie and yeah oh that's then it's yeah there's definitely some like odiness to it it's, it's like it's like cookie. a baker's de- baker's yes. delight. Oh, I, I got a taste. Yeah, let's get in and taste that. Okay. This has happened before and some stuff. It the nose is way more exciting than the I don't yeah. know the, the nose is way more exciting. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's, it's got, not bad. No, it's, it's got some of that. It's got some of that fruit forwardness. It's got some of that kind of. It's got some of the oat. It's got some of those details. But I feel like I, I smell. I, I want it so much more of what I smelled. God, you go back to the nose. It, it's beautiful. The nose on this one is far better. Um, you get some. You get a, a, a real bouquet of. Of baked goods, like, like Brent was saying, you get, oak, you know, oatmeal cookies, mm. blueberry muffins. You do smell, you do smell like freshly baked muffins in this thing, and very, you know, very high potent berry flavors, cherries and blackberries. It's stuff that you find in in red wine. You know, when you're when you're smelling red wine, you get tannins and blackberry and currant, black currant, and all of that's here. Mm. None of that on the flavor. Like I can't even describe the palate as other than, yeah, quite honestly, just 
it black, tastes kind of black currant. It has that almost medicinal black yeah. currant. Current. Uh, I used to have these like lozenges that were black currant, and it's just kind of kind of wooden. It reminds me, and they were delicious. And it was one of those like lozenges that you ate when you had a cough. You ate way more than the doctor recommended because you kind of got addicted addicted to them. The taste is not negative. It's just the nose is outstanding. Yeah, on the, I think on the this would be like if you you know if if you could not drink but you wanted to enjoy whiskey, this is what yeah. you would want in your glass. On the palate. I think you're right. I think the black currant is very prevalent. Um, it, it tastes like whiskey, like bourbon, mixed with some berries. And it's just it just doesn't flow right. It's not like the same breadiness that you get from mm. the uh, from the nose. See, and I think, though, that this, as I did kind of in, I think it has more of that sweetness corn jack you know regular mm-hmm. regular ready to go to the bottle jack daniels just put in a in a you know in a barrel finish um d- kill it on the nose but i, I just a little flat yeah, on the I, I, I mean it's all there but it's just not what the nose is telling me like here, i'll be. put it this way if this was what regular jack daniels tasted like I, I wouldn't be upset drinking it, mm-mm, but mm-mm. but it, it to me this tastes like Jack Daniels number seven infused with some berry flavor, and it just doesn't flow. There's too much like there's too much like sweetness to it mixed with a little tartness to the berries, or from the from the red wine, and I just I just don't love the palate. I mean, honestly, if you if you told me that this was a flavor infused whiskey, like you know people are doing nowadays, the PB and J flavored whiskey, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know all these all these different cinnamon flavored whiskeys, I would say that's what this is because it doesn't have any like it doesn't have any like bite notes to it. It's very oh. smooth, ridiculously smooth. So now I gotta figure out how to get Barrel Reunion Two because it's finished in oatmeal stout barrels. <laughs> uh, that would be good at that. Oh yeah. Huh. Anyway, if you're out um, there, if you're out there and you got Barrel Reunion Two, send it. Um. The finish yeah. on this one, it's it's a very um, lacking. It, it dissipates so quickly. There's no lingering finish. Like, you you drink it, it's gone. It, it does not stay with you whatsoever. This is probably one of the quickest finishing whiskeys I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a sweet, very light on the palate, so that, I mean... See, I I get, honestly, I get kind of like this, I get this cinnamon cookie kind of a, what do you call it, kind of marzipan? 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 No, maybe not. It's like sugary almonds. Yeah, well, that's kind of, I kind of get like a sugary, like sugar cookie kind of finish on the, on the palate, I mean on the, on the finish, 
I actually feel like there's a little bit more happening on the finish than you know than the square on the palette. It is, but for me, like I, I just drank it, moved it around my mouth a lot, and I, that's where I got. A, I, get, I did get a little more cinnamon on the palate this time, but the finish just goes away, and it's already gone. As I, I'm talking mm-hmm. to you right now, literally 30 seconds, 45 seconds max, yeah. it's gone. Poof. Um, not not a bad whiskey. This is not bad. This is definitely better than Hudson Baby Bourbon. <laughs> four grain, whatever we did. Four grain. Four grain. This is not bad. Not great, but not bad. All right. What is this, 45%? Yeah, 90 proof. Like I said, if this was... If this was what Jack Daniels was regularly, I would drink it. I mean, yeah, not a bad drinker. Short finish, there, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do the uh, the last one here. Let's see if we can't redeem this thing. <laughs> Hickory smoked stave. So this one's. A little bit different. So obviously, uh, Jack Jack isn't the first one to do this. Uh, Makers Forty Six. What they do is they take the barrels, and I think we talked about it, and then they put staves inside the barrel. So obviously the barrel doesn't change itself, but then they throw some extra staves in the barrel, and they kind of like stand up in there, kind of creating more wood contact, more barrel contact. Um, it's, it's no different than throwing in like wood chips into the barrel, but just bigger pieces. So in this one, they have smoked some hickory. They've uh, immersed some charred hickory staves into the barrels, complementing the classic taste of the Tennessee whiskey, but finishing with a hint of hickory smoked wood, delivering a smoky flavored whiskey at 100 proof. Uh, they say this, this basically... Uh, Pairs perfectly with a barbecue on the fourth Saturday in October. That's a that's a college football joke, I think. Huh? Right? That's Tennessee versus Florida. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know yeah. college football like others. I know that's Here, probably blasphemy in the South. But let's, let's drop a let's drop a Google search real quick. I want to say because my my brother attended a semester at Tennessee, the University of Tennessee. Um, so therefore, he's evolved for life. And I want to say four Saturday in October is Tennessee versus Florida. October 10. Fourth Saturday in October, Tennessee. That is probably Alabama. Well, this year it's Alabama and Tennessee. Oh, okay. I thought it was Tennessee, Florida. Well, this says, so this said, Wikipedia literally pulls the third Saturday in October as Alabama-Tennessee football rivalry, so... I don't know if the fourth one's... Maybe is it Tennessee-Vanderbilt in-state rivalry? Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Somebody knows that. Shan probably knows knows what that's, what that's about. Um, but, yeah, it says fourth, fourth Saturday in October. But, I mean, third Saturday in October, Tennessee-Alabama. So, that's the only one that's pulling up. I mean, honestly, 
Tennessee and Vanderbilt probably only means anything if you live in Tennessee because I don't think any one, yeah. either one of those teams is competing. Yeah, third Saturday in October is the annual te- Alabama-Tennessee football game. So maybe this is the one that washes away the tears of the Tennessee There you go. That's a lot of rhyming there. Maybe, or maybe that's their bye week. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this one on the nose. Get your get your nose in there. All right, let's see. Yeah, I can I can smell the you can smell the hickory. It's it's there. Hmm. This one's hand selected by a master taste, taster, Marsha Hale. So all these are different. The last one was Jeff Arnett, who's the the master just. Stiller, um, and that one, which I don't know, Jeff, did you taste it? I mean, I, I mean, I say that, but it is definitely <laughs> different than, than Jack different. Daniels. I mean, it's definitely it, different yeah. Jack it's Daniels. not Jack number seven. It's different. It's it's good. I, like I said, if that was Jack number seven, I would drink that all day because it's pretty I mean, good. I, I guess there's not. I mean, you can't do anything about the way you can't do anything about having a big badass nose and the, the bourbon. Not no. delivering, not delivering, right? I mean, would it be worse if it was the other way around? If it, you know, if, if it smelled horrible when you lifted the glass to your nose, but tasted good? I mean, you'd, you'd be bitching just the, just no. the same. So, all right. So, so this one, color uh, dark caramel on that one. That's like, that's like burnt caramel. Pretty dark. Pretty I mean, good these, color. These are all pretty. They're, pretty they're all about the same. Yeah. Dark caramel, little little bronziness to it actually on the yeah. when the light hits it, but very nice. Hmm. Hmm. On the nose, you can smell the hickory; it's noticeable. It's not overpowering, but it's noticeable. And this one's a hundred proof. Yep. So still got, I mean, not cut nearly as much as Jack Number Seven today. No. But man, I mean, you know, it definitely has that kind of rolling smoker, rolling barbecue pit kind of vibe happening. I don't yeah. know if it's just—I don't know if it's just because it's—it's telling me that, or um, if it's really there. But I mean, it's kind no, of—it definitely—it definitely has that barbecue fa- that flavor. Like it's—it it's, it smells like it smells like smoked brisket. You know, br- uh, brown sugar. Yeah. A uh, I mean, little hickory. It's, it's got kind of a like a, almost like a saltiness in the air to it. And man, this one, this one's hitting my eyes harder than the 107. Like it's got a little bit more. To me, it's got more ethanol. I don't know if it's got more ethanol flavor and smell, but I, you know, I can, I can feel it. I'm gonna take a big whiff. Yeah. My eyes want, my eyes want to buckle. I mean, there's definitely the caramel, vanilla, and apples that goes in almost every uh, Jack Daniels. But, you know, good good brown sugar notes. It just, I mean, it definitely just has that, like, bacon on a griddle, you know, kind of like that just yeah, almost nice like browned. Hickory you know, smoked, hickory and maple smoked bacon. Yeah, yeah. I'm in it. That's, that's pretty much it. There's definitely some, like, smoky flavor, smoky meat flavor to it. I mean, not as heavy as like some of the Isla scotches that has that smoked meat. Yeah. But how the hell do you get smoked meat flavor in a in a whiskey? You know. 
Yeah, who knows? He smokes a meat dairy. <laughs> All right, Tyson. Mm-hmm. It's sweet hickory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it tastes like you know sweet hickory smoked Jack Daniels, like when you have a um, like a campfire and you're drinking some whiskey around it. But it, it's you know it's pretty good. It's got a you know good oakiness to it, like the oak, vanilla caramel, uh, red apple, honey, all the usual Jack Daniels flavors. I think it has that. It has a little bit to me on the tongue, like on the, the palate, kind of some of that almost burnt, smoldering, like, or just sugars or burning or like that kind of crust. You know, you maybe you, maybe you did bacon or brown sugar bacon or pulled pork with something sweet as a rub. It kind of has that charred, burnt sweetness mm-hmm. to it. Not big, salty, peppery, but. You know, spicy, but kind of like more like a more like a brown sugar Kansas City style barbecue. Yeah, exactly. Or Memphis yeah. barbecue, actually. Yeah, and man, even even like a little, um, like that oven ham, like just that glaze that you know, yeah. just it's it's sugar brown sugar that's been heated to where it's like caramelizing. Yeah, you're definitely getting the brown sugar here. You're getting the sweet hickory smoke. Um, I, I don't hate this. I mean, this, honestly, this would be, if this was bottled bigger and put on the regular shelves, this would, you know, I don't really pair whiskey with barbecue too much because normally, um, normally you drink two things with barbecue, at least in my opinion. You drink beer or sweet tea. And this is a good whiskey that I would pair with barbecue or after barbecue and that I think would complement it very well. I, I, I really do enjoy this one. I yeah, the hickory, this the hickory is, is great. I love this. I smoke. think this is a sweet smoke. This is fall. This is fall whiskey, all the way. Oh yeah. This is a fall yeah. fall whiskey all the way. This is beautiful. Um, love this one. Man, yeah, this is. I, I'm with you. This could be. This could be bottled. So this is just this is just the hickory staves in the barrel. Yeah. So what they do is they kind of they stick drop it in the barrel. It in the... They drop it in the barrel, or, or when they're crafting the the bottom of the barrel, they na- or they I think they um, they somehow get them to st- like stand up. So if you look at the barrel straight down, there's like the barrel ring around it, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. these are basically these staves are like sticking straight out of the barrel. I don't know how they get them into the barrel. Stay like that. Either they nail them uh, at the at the one of the heads, or or whatever they do. But this definitely has a really good uh, wood flavor to it, which obviously more you know what this does. It creates more contact points for the whiskey throughout right. the barrel. So more of that whiskey is touching wood, which is infusing it with flavor, um, and uh, and giving it a good good note this is surprising i mean honestly it's got a different dimension of sweetness that you don't expect in 
a whiskey because typically when you talk about whis- sweetness in whiskey, it's it's vanilla or it's sweet, sweet corn, corn. Sweet corn. This is sweet sugar, but even not so like even different than sweetness of like so you talk about sweet sugar sweet brown sugar think of rums of deep old aged like Caribbean rums this is even separate from that it's that dimension but I think that the smokiness it's, is, it's like almost I said, it's, like it's, barbecue it's, sauce sweet it is like barbecue sauce sweet yeah 100% it's like, it's like molasses based barbecue like Kansas City Memphis style barbecue sauce sweetness sweet and smoky crazy the finish on this one I don't know if we talked about it it actually does linger a little bit you definitely get that like hickory flavor lingering on your tongue Um, it's not overly heavy it's not this isesn't gonna deter you like uh, Isla whiskey does I think it's a good compliment to the whiskey this this his hickory smoke stage really, really compliments Jack Daniels number seven. Um, very impressed with this one. Man, that's crazy too, and it just shows you that I don't know what the rule is, but I kind of almost feel like you can you can say that it's eighty percent of the the final taste in the glass comes from the the barrel and the treatment of the whiskey post distillation. Yeah. Distillation is is the foundation, but it is all it all comes down to how the whiskey is treated when it's laid to rest, when it's when it's aged. Um, and and that's why I think that the whole sourcing thing, you know, is a nasty word, but at the end of the day, the some of the best companies are are sourced whiskey companies because they've spent the time figuring out how to take care of the whiskey after the distillation process and not worrying so much about, you know, copper this and column that and pot steel this and mash bill and this fermentation tank and all, you know, they just say, hey, I need this mash bill, these specs, give it to me, and then they, you know, take it and, and, and age it and finish it and do all these things. And I, that's why I think, yeah, some some killer whiskeys are coming out of, out of sourced companies at source because yeah. they focus on the life of the whiskey in the barrel yeah and that's and that's the thing is that it doesn't really matter what you know well I mean it, it does matter how you distill but honestly we, we've seen it right here the same whiskey finished three different ways is drastically different some better than others pretty impressive pretty impressive and a, and a good a good show of what finishing does to whiskey. And you're yeah. right. Biggest key that we take away, don't hate source whiskey. Don't hate it. As long as they're honest and open about what they do. We're looking at you, Widow Jane. <laughs> Still looking at you, Widow Jane. <laughs> All right. So let's do this. Let's do this um, one at a time. Why don't we start with your lowest rank? So hold so, on, let's do let's so let's yeah I was gonna, about to say let's rank one two three and then uh, or three two one. I mean, that's what I mean yeah three yeah. two one and then, and then right. uh, I need to get scores though. Hold I, on, I, I, I got I got them in I got them in order, but I need to uh-huh. score them. I think we're in agreement that barrel reunion number one is probably number three. I mean that's that's what it is for me. 
That is. But hold on, yeah. I need I need to work backwards here on my on kind of scoring. Alright. Okay. Alright. Eighty two for me on Barrel Reunion. Okay. Uh, I, and I I mean it's it's good, it's solid, and look, I mean we haven't last time last time we uh aged or uh, drank whiskey in this reported in my book here was in May. So so uh, a little rusty on my yeah, I mean I have May thirteenth. Oh yeah, you didn't take notes for the the derby uh, the derby one because we oh, were doing yeah, a cocktail. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Um, so and I was in my I was in my kitchen. Yeah. So for this one for the barrel reading, uh, I gave it a seventy-seven. I do think it's I don't think it's that good. Um, I I think it's I mean I don't know what I would rate Jack Daniels. I think I'd probably put it in the low seventies. So it's a step up from that. Um, not great, not good, not perfect. Would I would I buy a bottle of that? Probably not. I'd probably pass on it. This and this got the I mean, that that level of points for me. Just I mean, strictly based off of man, the the dimension of the nose. It is um, a good nose. Is and that's when, I, when I that's when I said when I smelled it, I was like, oh yeah, bring bring this to me. This is gonna be the jam. And if you'd have told me if you'd have told me the specs of the three at the beginning of the night, and that this would come in as number three, there's no way I would have took that bet. Yeah. Just knowing knowing what I my palate likes for for whiskey, wine, no yeah, way no way out of place whiskey. no way out of place to red wine finish whiskey uh, third over a you know over a. A stave infused, yeah, and, and and a simple angel share, uh, no way. Yeah, it, it was definitely lacking, um, but definitely definitely takes number number three for me. All right, mm-hmm. so your number two. What's your number two? My number two is angel share. These are close for me. I mean, these were really close, and my number two is also angel share. Um, okay. I gave it an eighty-seven. This one was high. It's very good. I enjoyed everything about this because the notes were very crisp. They were right there. They were on. They were on the nose. They were precise, and then it translated very well to the palate. So I gave that one an eighty-seven. That's my number two. And I'm I'm a little under you with I'm an, 80, an eighty-six on uh, on this one. And I guess the 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 thing for me is it was a, it was a little hard for me to figure out. Like I I knew it had some complexity and cool stuff there it was definitely oaky it definitely was to me almost wood you know this was like barrel driven it was wood driven with the the angel share um but it was a little hard for me to pick out massive flavors um in this yeah it, it was definitely a more complex whiskey once you got into it but i mean the the thing i really enjoyed about this one was um I really enjoyed that first nose that translated so well to the palate. Like, we talk about, you know, kind of storytelling in the whiskey. This one told the story from start to finish. It was a good story all the way through. You got the nose, you got the palate, you got the finish, and it all played very well together. Uh, and, and that, to me, makes a good whiskey. So it, it's probably a little higher than, you know, it's, it's one point higher than you, but it's definitely high on my list for a Jack Daniels. I don't yeah. know... I don't. I, it's not higher than 
the single barrel, I think I rated that like a 90. Or the barrel proof, which is like a 91 for me. Or the barrel, the single barrel rye, which is really high in my book. But very, very good for, yeah. for Jack. Yeah, single barrel rye is outstanding. It, it's, it's one of the very few straight ryes that you can drink neat and not kind of get that too much eucalyptus and, uh, and medicinal notes to it. Jack single barrel proof. Yeah. What'd you give that one? Jack single barrel proof I had given uh, 88. You gave it a 91. Yeah. It was, it was up there for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. All right. Obviously, number one is going to be the Hickory Smoke. That was fantastic. That was, that was absolutely insane. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we talked about the, the storytelling in the last barrel. This one was just, it was on point. I mean, everything just screams backyard barbecue with your friends, campfire, uh, passing the bottle around, and, and basically, you know, you and your buddies get around a fire, because what is more manly than that, and then drink a bottle dry. Blow up, blow up some shit, cook some shit. Yep. Pool party, barbecue, and your buds. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what this is. And honestly, for me, it's it's a high score, eighty eight. Um, that is definitely. If I were to, if they were to mass produce this, there's no way in hell I wouldn't wouldn't buy a bottle, or and keep it regularly stocked. I agree. I gave it eighty nine. I'm right, so I'm right there. Um, and I think that it's it's because of that unique sweetness. I mean, I'm not opposed because. I do like an old-fashioned cocktail, or you know, or, or and you know, if I'm going to drink cocktails in Disney, I mean, I love Trader Sam's, I love rum cocktails, so I'm I'm not a I'm not a opposed to a sweet cocktail, but to have um, a sweet whiskey that is totally different than corn sweet, um, you know, a, a corn-driven, I guess, sweetness uh, is. It's pretty cool. Or vanilla-driven sweetness or caramel-driven sweetness. Um, it's got a sweet dimension, but different than, than kind of that. Um, it's like I said, it's that kind of almost burnt su- burnt brown sugar. And I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, real fantastic. Real, real good job. Who was the one that did that one? Marta? This was, uh, uh, was it Marta or Mar- Marsha Hale? Marsha Hale. Marsha Hale knocked that one out of the park. She H-A- was H-A-L-E, Hale, Hale, H-A-L-E. Yeah. yeah. Damn good. Very good. So I want to thank uh, thank James uh, C. Namdug for bringing these to us. They were absolutely wonderful. I uh, really enjoyed doing these, you know, these kind of back-to-back tastings of, of kind of like one distillery that we did with uh, Crown Royal. It, it's really fun to see the nuances, especially this one with the finishing. Really, because... Again, all one product, all one distillate, how it's finished really flavors the whiskey. Very, very cool to do. Very, very uh, educational uh, to drink these three back to back. Yeah, I mean, this, like I said, just to see the, uh, the finishings of, of the whiskey, how much it can change, it's pretty crazy. And I think we will have another similar segment to this coming up in uh, a, a, another finishing series and this one I believe is actually a sourced producer it is 
It is. This so, one, pretty, I, I forget where cool. they get, I, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they get theirs from MGP or from Heaven Hill. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where digging. they get their whiskey. But yeah, this one's going to be a sourced whiskey, wood experiment um, kind of thing that they did. Very interested to see what that one does and uh, uh, very excited for that one. We're going to have, what, four or five whiskeys, I think. Five, yeah. Five, so that yeah. one, that one, we got a big, a full set. So pretty yep. interesting. All right. Well, look, uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us this week, or this month, or however often we <laughs> end up doing these things. We're gonna get back to normal. <laughs> things are finally getting back to normal and speakeasy. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to recording regularly again, so you guys don't miss out on some uh, speakeasy fun. Uh, but definitely go over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSEA podcast, and share your secret speakeasy. Share where you're drinking from. Share what you're drinking. Uh, Brand, I know you like to do that kind of Friday night, Saturday night kind of thing. What are you sipping? Uh, had some good uh, some good bottled downs. Had yeah. some great whiskey this weekend. The Mac 12 is always my favorite. I bottled down that, that uh, double cask. It was getting low, so I said, you know what, time to, time to send the soldier home. Scott. Mac, eighteen-year double cask is a thing now. Uh, it is. It is Mac eighteen triple cask, single cask, sherry cask. They do. They do them all now. They're yes. really di- diversifying their portfolio. And there's fifteen double cask and fifteen triple cask. So um, they have a massive everyday portfolio from Macallan now. Um, I haven't had Macallan. 18 double cast but I will tell you if I do ever run across one somewhere that is open um, I'd probably pay a decent chunk to try a glass of it because uh, that eight, that 12 double cask is amazing I can't imagine I think that's the best that's the best thing uh, in there in that in, of the 12s that's the best thing um, of the three for sure one of the first things we drank on the podcast and still one of my favorite scotches um, right up there with Balvini 14, Parliament, yeah, you know, Glendronic, um, all those, all it, those. It would be interesting to c- compare the two side by side and see, you know, what what's different. How, six, what have six they years been doing? Does? They haven't been doing the twelve double cast six years, have they? No, maybe they have. I bet they have. I bet they have. Maybe they have. Hmm. I don't know. Close. If not, it's probably not like maybe five years. Four yeah. Years. yeah. So then but, you gotta think how sneaky of you bastards to have that stuck up, stuck away. Well, you gotta think though. It's not a it's not a finish, right? It's just a true eighteen year aged in American oak and a true eighteen year aged in European oak. Yeah. So at some point they decided, hey, we're gonna split this whiskey up and age it in in different type of barrels, and then I don't know. It, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. Can't wait to... Eventually, we will taste it. Or eventually, I'll break down and buy a bottle somewhere. I mean, I, I probably will. Uh, just because I've had just Mac go, 18... We'll just, we'll just go halves? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Considering going halves on a Mac 18 right now is like, you know, a car payment, mm. basically. Yeah, it's, I mean it's they, they've gotten they've gotten crazy. I mean, do you think up three fifty plus probably yeah, where I'm at? Yeah, minimum. I mean, it's 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 nuts to see where um, McAllen has gone in the last uh, last five years. But uh, but yeah, some uh, some good stuff happening over on the Facebook group. Um, there are always new members welcome. Share the share the group. Obviously, it's a secret speakeasy. 
We don't want to share with everyone, but share with good bourbon drinkers. Share with good whiskey drinkers because it's all about the hunt. It's all about the enthusiasm. We want to see, uh, we want to see what you're drinking, uh, what you're enjoying in, in your glass. I know uh, there are plenty of you out there that share their drinks, and we love it. So share your notes, too. Notes are important because, again, you know we, we sit here and we give our notes to, to taste it, but also to help you guys out because the, the best way to find other notes is to, is to read someone else and say, oh, yeah, no, now I totally get that. Where, I mean, I don't, we, it happens countless times on the show with Brent and I, and Brent's sitting here saying, oatmeal cookie, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, oatmeal cookie right there. Yep. Absolutely. Too bad, too bad there was no oatmeal cookie in that glass. No. But, uh, but yeah, good fun t- times. Good tasting, though. Good taste. All right, Brent, um, we got some good things coming up. We have uh, old Forrester uh, stuff on the horizon, right? Dude, <laughs> you have to pull up the pull up the oh, list because I have not a not a clue. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so fun things coming up next month. We're actually going to be doing our own uh, finishing series again because we just we just finished the Black Bull Scotch Speakeasy Barrel Project. Uh, so we did a Black Bull Scotch. It's a blended Scotch whiskey, fifty percent. Uh, ABV 100 proof and then we took that and we put it in a speakeasy barrel for uh, uh, this one we did a much shorter period than we did of the Knob Creek speakeasy barrel project and this one went in for um, only I think six weeks it didn't spend a lot of time there so we'll see what happens to the Black Bull Scotch speakeasy barrel project and then, uh, yeah, so we've got that coming up. That was supposed to be July, but uh, we're now pushing October. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I said, 2020 happened. Yeah, 2020 happened. Uh, and then uh, in August slash November, <laughs> we, uh, we, have, we have some, uh, some combo series that we're going to be tasting. So we think uh, everyone's become a fan of Tennessee whiskey from Kirk, uh, Kirkland's. They're seven-year-old whiskey. We think we know where this came from. So we found one to pair alongside this. We're going to taste uh, Dickel Barrel Select side by side and see if that's the thing. Because I, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. All right. And then uh, we're going to finish up the slash, September slash uh, December with some Old Forester Statesman and the Old Forester Single Barrel Select. We're going to do that amidst, once again, returning to the Advent Calendar. We're going to be doing the Advent Calendar. I think... Brent, we're going to be doing the bourbon one this year. We, we did so much scotch last year. We're just going to do the straight bourbon one. Uh, it. it's, it's you can post that link on the... Uh, yeah, on we'll the post the link. It, you, you know, it's a pre-order now. Get it now. And then uh, save it for the holidays. They ship out, I think. Jesus. Like, let's, let's, get, let's get started on that. Let's get oh, started yeah. on we're that. Get started so we're not doing it in real time like, uh, <laughs> like last time. That was brutal. Uh, we're going to be doing the bourbon one, so uh, go check it out. I'll post the link on the on the BSCA page so that you can join in with us day by day and drink one dram a day from uh, December 1 to December 24. Uh, it just makes you get through the holidays better. Holidays, holidays are wait. much better when you're drunk. Ha, absolutely, especially when it gets close to Christmas and families around. Uh, exactly. And then we'll close out the year, probably going to do this uh, before the end of the year, with uh, Hibiki Harmony and Nika from the Barrel, and then we'll we'll basically go a calendar year uh, where we do uh, 
our, sh- our shows. So maybe this was a good thing. Maybe instead of going from like August to August like we've been doing, we'll do... Uh, we'll re- reboot. Re- well, yeah, we'll reboot and we'll re- reconvene in 2021 when the world is back to normal. Uh, we'll finish off with some Japanese whiskey from Hibiki Harmony and Nika from the Barrel. Those are two great, great whiskeys that uh, don't see too much of anymore. Yeah, all the Japanese stuff seems to be getting a little it, rougher to get. Yeah, it, it dried up. It's drying up right now, and hopefully, I think they said they start. Well, they were starting production before COVID hit, and then I'm pretty sure they shut down again. So uh, they may be going into a second. Uh, recluse period hmm. so um, that being said you know we're, we're glad to be mostly back we are we're, we're, <laughs> we're back we're, we're, we're glad to be back uh, and we'll get back onto uh, a regular recording uh, calendar so that you guys have some shows to listen to have some short pours and, uh, and can have some fun with us and drink with us so Brant absolutely as we uh, as we close out the night every night uh, down here in the speakeasy. If you came here to learn, drink what you learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everybody. It's been Cheers, a while. everyone.